This is a CNIB Foundation podcast. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to Because Braille. My name is Rhonda Underhill Gray, and today I'm going to be joined in the studio again with another of our amazing winners of the Braille Creative Writing Contest from 2020. You'll hear Zara's presentation at the conference, in addition to the interview she did with us at the CNIB Community Hub. To learn more about the CNIB Braille Creative Writing Contest, please visit us at www.cnib.ca slash Braille Contest. Because Braille... Rhonda Underhill Gray and welcome back to Because Braille. Today I have nine-year-old Zara who is one of the Creative Braille Contest winners in 2019. So congratulations Zara. Thank you. So tell me what did you write about? Um, it was about a boy named Joey whose heart the leaves looked really dull in the fall. So he decided to paint them, found red, orange, yellow, The story, where did you get the idea? Uh, it's, it came from, a, like, so in grade two, we were choosing a topic to write about, and one of the topics was how leaves got their color. So I, and I, I that was the one that was most interesting, because the others, I don't remember them, because I felt like they were sort of boring. <laughs> okay. So then... Then I chose that one. I wrote about it. I just added a lot more detail from that story into the one that that I wrote for the contest. Joey went 
story for the contest? Did you use a brailler? Did you write I, it in? I used the Perkins Smart Brailler. Okay. And um, do you use the Perkins Smart Brailler in school? Actually, yeah, I haven't used it. Like, I've only used it once this year. A lot last year. So, why less this year? Why did you use Braille less this year? I, just to try and type a, a letter to my a grade four teacher. Okay. Like, that's a project in class. Not well, not everyone was doing it in Braille. I, actually, I'm the only one doing it in Braille. I'm the only one who knew how. So I was typing it in Braille. But all I it got down was, Dear Miss Gordon Rack. And that's all you got to say? <laughs> that's all I you wrote down. And so far, I mean, it's crazy because it was like the first week of school and that's still all I have. Ah. Do you find Braille hard to use? Do you like using Braille? Mm, not very much. No? Do you have a teacher that comes in and teaches you Braille? Miss mm, uh, me, but she's not specifically to teach me Braille. She just comes in to help me out sometimes. Like, she comes every day at snack time, which is, I think, about 10.50. So she comes at snack time? Yeah. Okay. Do you, how do you do your homework in school? Mm, I normally actually I get it in, in print. The only homework I really get it in Braille is uh, like other than a social studies hot on the sun, I read like article that I really yeah was doing that last minute, so I read it in print. So really, I haven't done any of my homework or from my from just my normal everyday class in Braille. I've never done that, but I've gotten it like just regular Braille homework, like circle the words in the sentence in order out of all these words and so on, a lot of things like, yeah. So when you're reading print, how big does the print, how big is it? Do you know what, mm. what font size they use? I don't know what font size, so, Mom, how big a font size are we using when we're doing um, homework? I think it's 18 and above. Oh, okay. Yeah, 18 point and above. Yeah. So, do what do your friends think about you using Braille in school, Zara? Do they do yeah. they talk about it? Do you No, my friends don't talk about it, but my one friend Andrew with his brother is in my class. So, Andrew was in my class last year. He kept begging me to teach him Braille because he thought it was really cool and honestly I had no idea why he thought that because since I've been using Braille for a really long time it's like I like I don't see what's so cool about it now or that I like yeah. it's kind of cool because when you can you can read in the dark or if you're in the mm -hmm. car at night you can read and you don't need a light yeah. your mom says turn off the lights there and go to bed and you could read Braille in the dark and she wouldn't know. Yeah, like, I'm reading Braille <laughs> and you don't know about it. Or you can keep all your secrets in the diary in the next few years and mom and dad won't be able to read it unless they learn Braille too, right? <laughs> so there's some really cool things. Yeah. 
So I used to, uh, as a student when I was young, which did happen once upon a time, uh, I learned to to use Braille, and I used to write letters to my friends because we'd be at school together, and then we'd go home for the summer, and we could write letters back and forth and send them through the mail, and our parents couldn't couldn't read the letters. So that was a really good motivation for me to keep learning to use Braille. So, um, Zara, if somebody was to ask you, what's the best thing about Braille? I know you, you, you know, there's things you can do without Braille, but what do you like about Braille? Anything that specifically stands out? Okay, so I like doing this one piece of homework. I told you about it. So, like, they write a sentence in quotations and, or, like, right at the top of the page, say, my hand is the page. Yeah. Even though it's obviously way bigger. The like there's some braille right at the top that that reads a sentence, and then down below there are just all these scrambled up words. Not like the words themselves are not scrambled, like not like for sore or it would be error or like not that. It's just like all the words are jumbled up. Like there are just a bunch of words. It's hard to explain. They're in different orders than they yeah, should like, be. Yeah, yeah, and you circle them in order when you see, like, it, for example, the cat is sitting. Obviously, they're way hard. They're like harder, but but yeah, the cat is sitting. Here's the, and then a few words, cat, a few words, is, a few words, sitting, a few words, period. Yeah. So you had to match them up. Yeah, like you have, you have to circle them in the order. Mm -hmm. Which can get pretty tricky because sometimes they, they try and trick you, like do a Z instead of the, the like the T H E contraction. Ah. So that's. A, do you have a favorite braille contraction? Mm, no. No. Maybe, maybe yeah, as because like you barely use the Z. Ah. And, and it kind of feels cool, doesn't it? It's like a backward half circle, sort of. Uh, actually, it's really not much of a half circle. What would you call, how would you describe it? Uh, I would describe it as, I don't know, part of some sort of, of, of an irregular shape. An irregular shape. Okay, that's fair enough. Good, good description. Do you use any Braille games or do you use Braille in any other, you know, you mentioned you, well, you did the, the creative writing contest, but do you use Braille for anything else? Well, I wouldn't call this Braille. I did go on to something called QC Games a few weeks ago. Okay, tell okay. me about that. So it's basically like the... You can use an accessibility device to do it. Like, I used VoiceOver. Mm-hmm. So on QC Games, that's on .net, blah, blah, blah. Had just the address was to go there. So there are a few games like card games, board games. Actually, it's just card games like Uno, 1000 Miles, a few other ones. I don't know because I've only used it once. But I do know a few things like, so you can use an accessibility device. It's especially for the blind. So draw a card. So, I, so I'll, I'll click draw a card or double click it because that's how voiceover works you have to double click things to do that and have you ever played with something called blindfold games oh i have one of those games actually which one 
It's Blindfold Barnyard. It's pretty awesome. So <laughs> tell tell me about barn, tell me about that game. What does it teach you? It doesn't teach you anything, but you don't think so. Like I think it might teach you if, like one thing. What's that? Like to identify the animals. Like say you're becoming a farmer when you grow up, which it, <laughs> which would probably not be the the case in the in this part of Canada because farming is not a very good job if you. Like in the winters, it's pretty cold work if you're out there job. milking cows. Like, so uh, with can... with the uh, with the barnyard, the farmyard. Like, what do you do with the animals? So, say, okay, let me just push this aside for a second. So, say this entire table is the barnyard. Okay. There, there are a bunch. Of, there are squares and circles here. Okay, I need okay. to move this up again. <laughs> There. Squares and circles. Squares and circles. So you, so you can drag one. It'll make a, either like so you can. When you touch it, it makes it. It, it makes us. So that would be a cow. Cow, and then, and then, and then, so the setting I play on is is two animal. Okay. A boar and a and a cow, and the boar is not a boar. Seriously, the boar is not boring. It's funny. Okay. And what do you do with the animals? So, say I want to bring a boar to the west. I don't, honestly, I don't know which which cardinal direction I'm facing. Okay. So when you're holding the iPad in front of you, Mm -hmm. is the north part and the west always in the same direction? At the top of the iPad is south, north. Yeah. Of the iPad is north. Then the right of the iPad is east, east, and then the other side, the left side is west. That's right. And then so the if like like sometimes there will be this British voice saying, "Cow, cow to the northwest." So it's telling you where but the cow is on the on the iPad. No, it'll tell you where you should put the cow. Oh, and the funny part is, like, if you drag an animal on the same, like, a boar on the same fence as a cow, then you hear this pitter-patter noise, and then all the animals, animals ran, ran away. away. <laughs> so, do you think it's teaching you, so you said you didn't really think about, it didn't teach you very like, much. It, it teaches you how to identify a few sounds, I guess, but... What else is it teaching you, though? If you're, t- if you're having to move those animals to the north, or to the east, or to the west... What do you think that's teaching you? Cradle directions, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. So even when you're having fun, there's things you can learn, right? Mm-hmm. So, so tell me a little bit how are you very excited about being a winner of the contest? Mm, well, the, well, mostly it's because so I, I've been earning money. You're working in my dad's basement. You've been earning money working in your dad's basement. I think we have a rule, rule against that there. Oh, <laughs> okay, so you there's some money involved in the in the winning of the contest. Yes. Is that and, why you entered? No. No. Okay. How how did you come to enter the contest? Who told you about it? Uh, I actually you won on a previous year in grade two. You won this contest before? Yeah, in grade two. Wow, okay. Same story? No, a different one. <laughs> okay. I don't think you're allowed to enter the same story And did, did you get to come to the conference then? No, I didn't. I didn't know about it. No one knew about it. No one. 
So you won, but nobody knew. Like my like, like my principal knew. He he came and gave me the money. Oh, okay. But you they you just no yeah. your parents didn't know or you didn't get invited. Yeah. Also, as I was saying, what I'm excited about is that I can have enough money for a Switch. What a Switch to do what? Nintendo. Nintendo ah, Switch. Nintendo games. Okay, I think I need to be more specific. That I mostly call it Switch. Oh, okay. Is it like a controller? It's it's just like I to buy like the Switch itself. I mean, I I have a Nintendo Wii, but it can get really annoying sometimes. And also, the, the Switch is just really cool. Okay. So I wanted to buy it, and I have now enough. you have money like, to do that. Yeah. Do you have brothers and sisters there? No, I'm an only kid. You're an only kid. Okay, and that's why you work in your dad's basement. <laughs> uh, I actually don't barely do it. I only do it when when I want some sort of device. Uh, some, or some just like other kids, yes. <laughs> I have to earn it, so I just fold wipes. No, well, that's something to do. If it pays, wear it. This is the way. Yeah, but by the end, I have an aching arm. You have an aching arm. I don't know. We're going to have to have a talk, Dad. <laughs> um, so, Ivy, um, Sophia, can you tell me a little bit about, um, were you involved in the decision to have your daughter learn Braille? Uh, yes, yes, very much so. Um, and uh, I must be honest, actually, initially when we were told that Actually, every step of the way that we were, we were, you know, sort of getting used to what exactly entails Zara being visually impaired. Mm -hmm. The first was even using a cane. Even that was sort of like, uh, almost like a, uh, how do I explain it? It was getting to in getting in terms uh, like. Almost realizing yes, what the impairment Yes, the, the reality was like, you know, hitting us hard that, okay, so Zara will actually need a cane. Uh, At the age out. of three months when uh, Zara's uh, doctor, Dr. Bansek, told us uh, that it's, it's wise to register Zara with the CNIB mm -hmm. because she is visually impaired. Even that for us... Because it was almost so like accepting our child had an impairment and mm -hmm. nobody in our family had an impairment, nor did we know anybody. We don't have family around here, nobody, no, but nobody, nobody knew. Yeah. And, and it's just a new piece of information that we were, you know, sort of getting, uh, accepting and coming to terms with and of course, figuring out ways of how we can best support Zara. and. We absolutely could not have done it without her teachers and CNIB for, like, you know, we had support services from the CNIB since she was three months old until Zara actually started school. Okay. So every step of the way, we had teachers, we had, you know, tell us, like, what exactly uh, Zara needs. Her cane was one of the things. Um, and when we realized, like, she had to use a cane, we also, you know, we're like, okay, now Zara needs to use a cane, and so we have to be okay with it. And if, when she needs to use it, she needs to use it. That's fine. Um, and then when she went into school, and uh, I think JK was fine. SK uh, end of SK was when we were told that Zara will also need to use uh, le how, learn how to uh, read Braille. Okay. 
again that came as uh, sort of like a bit of news to us because um, Zara can be high functioning in like bright lights and mm -hmm. um, also when the lights go down uh, is when her vision is highly compromised. Right. So the braille thing was explained to us um, by her teacher again, God bless all of the teachers, we couldn't have done it without them. Like, you know, Braille is again one thing in her toolbox to use if she needs to use it. She needs to learn how she can read Braille. And that's uh, uh, not that we would have ever uh, said no, no or anything. Yeah. Like, you know, we would never have said no, Zara, do not learn Braille. That's just crazy. But um, it's just us. I'm just trying to explain how much we owe to uh, the educators that work with CNIB, that work across the board like you know, with york so region as well like uh, york region uh, school board are the, they're uh, amazing their they staff are amazing they, they truly are yes they're amazing yeah, so that like they basically for us be not understanding what zara is going through and they basically made us realize okay this is what she needs and this is why she needs it and do not judge it on her situation right now and look into the future and maybe she will need it. Yo, for, yeah, for us it was like, okay, but Zara can read, so why does she need to yeah. learn why, Braille? Why add another stressor to her life? In the sense right. of another thing that and that stressor may very well be what makes her more functional. And that's yes. it. And yeah. that's what Absolutely. we, that's what Absolutely. we understood from uh, her teachers. Yeah. yeah. And uh, now we look at it like we tell Zara, Zara, you have a superpower. You can read in the dark. It is. That's exactly. <laughs> it is oh like a superpower. It's like your fingers are reading for you. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. It's like, kind of fun. It is. And we tried it ourselves and we, we can't make heads and tails <laughs> like out I, of it. I, I but I again, totally like the fact that Zara can do it, it's like um, uh, we are amazed. And here she is winning contests. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. So, um, have you heard of the Braille Challenge? So the Braille Challenge, uh, before uh, we say goodbye today, I will make sure that we give you a copy of it. There's a Braille Challenge that runs for um, students. Um, in, in The first one in Ontario is going to run this March. And students have an opportunity to come in and they do some brailing. Uh, it's a series of testing that they do. And it's submitted and then the winners actually uh, end up, um, they choose some participants from across the country that end up, can end up going to Los Angeles to compete in the Braille contest. Wow. And so it's a very kind of cool way to practice Braille and have some fun with it mm -hmm. and an opportunity for families to meet other families. We have a couple of um, parenting groups uh, in Toronto and we're hoping to move one out into to the York region, but we do have one that runs here once a month where parents and kids get together. The kids get to do fun um, projects may, may, when sometimes they make gingerbread houses and sometimes they do art and yesterday we made mini pizzas and <laughs> the parents get to chat and uh, share resources. So there is that support too for families. We are looking hopefully to get a, a group in um, the York region within the next year, but you are always welcome to come to uh, to the one that we have here at the hub. So we'll make sure that you get the information about the Braille contest Absolutely. and the hub. And thank you so much for coming in and talking to us, Zara. Are you uh, looking forward to some dinner? Are you getting hungry? Uh, actually, I'm not that hungry. I ate nuts in the car. You ate? <laughs> what did you eat in the car? Nuts. Nuts? Okay. What's your favorite kind of food? Uh, if I had to pick 
Cheese pizza. Cheese pizza? Yeah, that's most nine-year-old's favorite foods. So thank you for coming in. Let's, uh, we're going to quietly go down the back stairs to the, to the next level because I think the yoga class is going on out here. All right. Okay. Thank you guys so much for coming in. And thank you for sharing your story, Sarah. You're welcome. For more CNIB Foundation podcasts, visit cnib.ca slash podcasts.